Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Boom Rookies Rewind, uh, presented by SBN. I'm Matt Bungard, and with me today, Nick Campton. I'm going to take that and wind it back. Yep. The rebooming. Absolutely. So, um, these were. this is one of a few episodes that we did during the lockdown when there was no footy, where we looked back on some of the greatest ever games uh, in rugby league history. We're going to be doing a couple more in the future, but um, this was just to give you a taste of what's to come. Uh, Camper, what's this one? This is... Um Origin 2 2014, mm. um, the Trent Hodkinson games are the game where the Blues ended up winning and uh, broke the, the Queensland eight in a row streak. One of the great footy nights of my entire life. This one was me, Bungard and Mitch. It's from about three years ago or something like that. But yep. yeah, it's like Bungard said, it's just to sort of give you guys a little bit of a taste of what's to come if you're a new listener or if you haven't listened to this particular episode before. Um, we're going to be bringing back the greatest games probably in the next week or so. Just got to sort of figure out which game we're picking. If you're a certain tier on the Patreon. You I think it's... nominate a game. You can nominate a game and we'll talk about it. So I'll be hitting someone up on that list um, to nominate something. Um, I think um, if you're... As long as you're a patron, you'll be able to listen to it. But yep. if you want to suggest the game, then you got to be you got to be a little bit higher. Correct. But, but uh, this one's free. This one's free. So Just give me a little taste. If you would like to... If you do listen to this and enjoy it and you want to hear more of them, there'll be more coming. Patreon.com forward slash and a room yeah. for as little as two a month. That's right. I'm a little bit worried about what this will sound like because like, I was not in a great place when we recorded this right at, like, right at the start of COVID when things were just locking down I, I kind of like was it. yeah it's like a prisoner ruled well didn't you Well, a, a quick glimpse behind the curtain you boosted a bunch of weights from I F45 or I something like that I borrowed them you? Did you? yeah well but yes, I remember we, ca- we came to your place and recorded and there were just like dumbbells everywhere yeah, I was literally like bro I, ba- I busted out some curls yeah. before we recorded just I mean, to get a pump on people, you probably hear it in my voice how swollen I'm looking think jail's hard <laughs> I mean, if jail is a living room with a television and a bunch of weights and a dog and a woman, then <laughs> jail's fine. Well, you know what? It felt like I was in jail for those eight years that Queensland was winning was Absolutely. winning the Origin Series. All right. So. And without any further ado, uh, let's rewind and you can enjoy that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Greatest Games. And alongside with me, as always, he's missing Dave Taylor more and more every day. It's Mitch Doyle. Good day, everybody. And the third man in. The Sam Thigh Day of my life. Uh, Nick Campton, welcome. Hey, everybody. Uh, um, Nick, why don't you tell the listeners about the game we're about to rewind on? It's the Trent Hodkinson game, which is how it should... That's how it should only ever be mentioned. Game, Origin 2, 2014, New South Wales 6, Queensland 4. Like, one of the greatest days of my life, but people pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, very, I was about to, about to cut in there actually to say, now, so for some people, this game didn't is not in the lexicon, didn't happen. For some of us... For half of the country, this is a false report. <laughs> this is, this is not most of New South Wales, it's a false report. Yeah. Yeah. No one, like nobody, remembers this happening. I yes. will never understand why. Well, this is. I, I mean, we, we'll talk about this more at the end. But the re- the main reason I think people don't really talk about this that much is because it didn't so- happen. It's <laughs> because Tim Cahill scored Australia's greatest ever goal at six hours after this game, and so the Socceroos then dominated the news cycle the following day. Yeah, but like Origin doesn't vanish from the news cycle after ten. It kind of did it's though. Not, it's not like that, you know. Even going into 15 the next the next uh series everyone was saying all oh, the queensland dynasty can it continue it's like no it's over it's, <laughs> no it's but finished anyway, it's, it's finished but we got we got we got we got to go got all a, the I've way back. A, i've got a different theory i reckon it's just because this blue side is not very likable that's fair pretty much so we've got I mean? to go all the way back so 
Uh, 2003 to 2005, the Blues won the series three years in a row. And that was, you know, for all three of us, I guess, quite a formative time in our rugby league, I guess, lives. And in, in, in that decade, I think Queensland had only won the series outright twice. They'd also drawn the series twice as well. So we won those and series, so is what you're saying. They were drawn. They, they won those series. Okay. Anyway, like we won the Ashes. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't recognise it. And <laughs> anyway, but then, so, you know, you kind of got used to winning, but then all of a sudden, from 2006 to 2013, it was the era of Adam Mogg, Campo. <laughs> I never liked Adam Mogg that much. You know what I mean? That, like, that might get me excommunicated from Raiders Twitter, but I was never a big Adam Mogg guy, and that kind of got solidified when he came up. You were never a part of the Mogg squad. I was never part of the Mogg squad. And okay. when he came and played, he played better for Queensland than he ever did for the Raiders, which I just... Hmm. Shit me to tears. But then, 2014 rolls around. Uh, Mitchell Pierce is not in the Blues team. Uh, the much maligned Mitchell Pierce. And I'll strap in for some some Mitchell Pierce bashing. Yeah, I'll bet <laughs> that's coming. And that's that coming. This is the let's not kid ourselves. And it's one thing to bring us all together on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And despite an early Darius Boyd try, Blues bounce back and lead 12 to four. Uh, midway uh, early in the second half of game one. Darius Boyd scores another try late on, but the Blues hold on to win 12-8. So they're going into game two at home, knowing that if they win, they will win the series for the first time in nine years. That game one is actually a really good yeah. a really good match. Like That's one that you can just sit down and watch and enjoy. This game two, not enjoyable as like a rugby league experience, like the game itself, but like in terms of a wider meaning and sort of a more... Uh, symbolic thing that it's got going on. That's that, that's that's why I picked it. That's why I'm so into it. Yeah, and what you mentioned, we're going to the second game. Everyone's like, oh, Queensland will just win this, square the series, and whatever. That's what the, before the game kicked off, everyone's assumption is like, Queensland will just dominate this game. They'll go back to square the ledge and we'll go to a decider. You know, we pulled pretty much agreed on that. <laughs> I, 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 see, I, I, I kind of disagree because yeah. winning a game, I, I, like, I can't remember off the top of my head, but winning game one up at Suncorp, it was the first t- time they'd won a live game, one, yeah. a live game at Suncorp in I think since two thousand and five. So in a really, really long time, and that was when that was when Queensland were really at their zenith, and getting getting a win up there like that was such a was such a big deal, and and that's what sort of I think energized the the Blues fans a fair bit. It, like they were going into this game not not thinking, oh my god, we're going to win, but thinking, well, we we might be able to do it. Well, Maybe I was going to say win. when I said we, I was talking about the collective us in this room. Forget me. Yeah. Even if you listen to the commentary, they're thinking Queensland. They keep saying how on top Queensland is in the first half, and the commentary in this game is really weird. It is, but like for me, going to the game, like, and I had problems with Mal for the couple of years towards the end, is that we just sat on the same team for a long time, and this team was the same as like Josh McGuire was having a very good season for Brisbane. And he didn't get a run. Instead, they we go through the team shortly, but yeah. they pretty much ran three edge players off the bench and Jacob Lilliman. And they brought back... Uh, Gen- Thurston was pretty underdone. Slater's pretty underdone. And DC stepping in for Kronk. And people are just assuming... But, oh, well, DC's been ready for the step up for a few years now. He's going to come in and control this game. You know, excuse game one. The excuse for game one, everyone kept saying, was he came off the bench and, you know, that's came off the bench and he wasn't ready, whatever. This is his team in game two. So there was a lot of confidence in for me. The wider chat was like Queensland will just win this game. Yeah, but and as you said, I didn't. I wouldn't go in that with a belief. And a lot of some Blues fans thought this is when it when it's on. But the wider talk before the game was like Queensland will just straighten this series yeah. back out and they'll go back on. And you mentioned Daly Cherry Evans there. Why was Daly Cherry Evans starting at halfback, Mitchell? Well, Cooper Cronk got injured in game one. We probably should have mentioned that when we talked talk about game one just now. But he got injured. And as we know, this Queensland spine for most of that dynasty was Thurston, Slater, Smith, and one other. And that was Lockyer for the first half. Second half was Cooper Cronk. And, you know, there might have been a few changes. Billy Slater had a period where Carmichael Hunt was the fullback. Slater came off the bench, and they reversed that as well. And there was a Kansas actually missing a game. That happened. 
<laughs> I watched that happen and I still don't believe it. Yeah, happened. that happened. There's some sort of mass illusion that we all... That we m- all most started. of the time, that team would kind of run this, the same show, the same system. No matter who was filled in around that spine, the spine kind of played the same football and just figured it out around it. But DC came in and started with Kronk out. And, if, you know, re-watching this game, we'll get more into it. It's certainly through, to me, everything Queensland tried to do off off kilter with, with DC coming at halfback. And that's not all entirely his fault. It's also like yeah. they, the whole team didn't really adapt to the change. But um, it's the main thing for me as a Queensland fan that the reason why I lost this series is not only just DC going in, obviously losing Cooper Cronk going out. Yeah, so we'll run through the teams now. Jared Hayne was at fullback for the Blues. Will Hopawadi and Daniel Tupo were on the wings. Josh Dugan and Michael Jennings were in the centres. We'll just pause there really quickly. I was furious about Josh Dugan getting named in the centres for this because he'd never played in the centres before. He'd played well at fullback for the Blues in the past. But what happened was he switched to fullback like two weeks beforehand and it was such a clear ploy to try and sneak his way into the Origin team because he wasn't going to move Hayne. I think it was his first game in the centres... I can't remember who it was against. His second game in the centres, the Dragons played the Sharks and he scored three tries yeah. and they were all talking about how well he did. Do you want to guess who was marking him that day, Mitch? You got it in front of you. You'll know. Blake Ashford. Blake Ashford. No, no, he just... put three tries past Blake Ashford and that got him in the goal game. Can we, can we just run through quickly? I'll run through that, Canber- that Cronulla team very quickly that he scored three tries against to get into this game. Jerry Beal scored two as well, by the way. There Nathan Gardner, Nathan Stapleton, Blake Ashford, Michael Gordon in the centres, Jacob Gagan on the wing, Farmanu Brown and Daniel Holdsworth are the halves. This forward back is something special. Sam Takatizi and Bryce Gibbs are the starting front rowers. Isaac Nagoyce is at nine. Tinarau, Arona, and Wade Graham are the edges with Hyington at lock. The bench is CSI of Ave, Dave Fafita, Tupo Sopoanga, and Michael Lysha. That is the team, and Peter Sharp's the coach because he's playing against suspended. Three tries against that team got Josh Dugan into origin. Peptides, baby, not even once. And that's one of the selections that you would have you know, worked out in retrospect, but those are the things that the Blues did that made them a worse origin team. Yeah, that well, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing. I don't know how much we're going to go into all the stuff that happened between 2006 and 2014, but what made it so hard to get behind the Blues for so long is because the decisions they made, you, you couldn't see the process behind them, you couldn't see the logic. It wasn't like they were taking chances that failed. They were just doing dumb shit. And like picking Dugan in the centres, even though he ended up having a pretty good game, was just a dumb thing to do. You yep, know what I mean? Yep. And picking Will Hopawati, who was just two years off his mission, picking him on the wing when he like he couldn't run. No. You know what I mean? Like I've I've grown to love Will Hopawati, but back then he he didn't have a whole lot going on. Mm. Just throwing him in because he was good in a game two years but ago we, and hadn't done anything. And we since. probably like, should just probably should mention uh why were the Morris brothers not playing Kempo? Well the Morris brothers weren't playing because they both got injured in game one, but they played on because they're absolute fucking heroes. Josh did his knee and chased down Greg Inglis with a buggered knee. Brett Morris did his shoulder scoring a try in the first half, and I don't remember what the exact injury was, but he played with it through the entire game, including making a match-saving tackle on Darius Boyd. Mm. A couple of, I think he made a couple of try-savers on Darius Boyd in that one, actually. But the injuries were so bad that neither of them were there for game two, yep. so that's why Dugan and Hopper so run through the rest of the team. Josh Reynolds and Trent Hawkinson were in the halves. Uh, Aaron Woods and Paul Gallen were the starting props. Robbie Farrell was the hooker. Bo Scott, Ryan Hoffman, Greg Bird was the back row. The bench was Trent Merrin, Luke Lewis, Anthony Watmo, and James Tarmow. The coach was, of course, Laurie Daly. Okay, let's quickly mention there. So that Haas pairing retrospect seems bizarre. But if you if you wind your clock back to 2014, that was like the audition to be the Haas pairing before Don't even get me started on the train off. And yeah, that's what, but, but <laughs> the train, no, the train off was the year before. It, it's still the a train sore off point. Was it's still a sore point. Sutto lost the train. Like if there was one person you don't want to get in a train off with, it's Josh Reynolds. Yeah. he'll out train anybody. <laughs> but yeah, but leading up to leading up to Origin, the Bulldogs put a hurting on the Storm. They beat the Roosters by one point. 
They beat the Warriors by one point with a Hawkinson field goal and beat South by one point on with a Hawkinson feed goal. And they came, two field goals, yeah, I believe. Uh, they one. came back from two tries down to beat, uh, to beat South that day. And that was pretty much all that was needed to, yeah. to prove that was the hardest pairing. Well, they would have the they would have run with Pierce again, but he had he had that off field drama. With, yeah. I don't remember exactly, but it was like it was they kept saying, "Oh, it's the girl in the yellow, yellow dress. dress," and it was like he grabbed her ass or something like that. I don't remember precisely, but that's why he was off the scene, and the the field was kind of wide open. Yeah. And yeah, literally that good month of footy got Hodkinson and Reynolds in. It did. And the Queensland team, Billy Slater, Darius Boyd, Greg Inglis, Justin Hodges, Brent Tate, Jonathan Thurston, Daly Cherry Evans, Matt Scott, Cameron Smith, Nate Miles, Aidan Guerra, Matt Gillette, Sam Thiday, and on the bench, Jacob Lilliman, Ben Teo, Chris McQueen, and Dave Taylor. The coach, of course, was Mel Meninga. On paper, that 1 through 13 is still pretty strong. Like that's, yeah. that's, Aiden Guerra is okay at that point. Gillette and Thiday are okay. Thiday's back from injury before this game. But that bench... As a Queensland member before the game, I was furious that Josh Maguire didn't get a call up. And then, you know, the game played out, and we'll talk through it later. But having three edge players predominantly on the bench is one of the main things that cost them in this game for me. And the rest of the side, the starting side looked all right. But uh, on paper, you probably think the Queensland Tigers is going to win it. But this is one of those wins the Blues did a Queensland. And in the, in the, they kind of, as people would say, they kind of gritted their way through against a better side and, and held their line and, you know, played one of the... You wouldn't... It is iconic. It's not one of the ah, best. Ah, yes, I got into say it. I got into say it. It is not one of the best origin performances, obviously, this win from the Blues, but it is one of the more iconic ones because this is. They're all those stupid, you know, the cliches like Queensland spirit, all that yeah. rubbish is always given to Queensland. And this is one of those games that the Blues took that spirit themselves and, and you know, held their line for most of the first half and came on top of a win they should never have had, if you ask me. And the crazy thing is, like, he carried a 22-man squad into Game 2, and the reserves, apart from Lilliman, were Will Chambers, Ben Hunt, Anthony Milford, and Willie Tonga. So he didn't even bring another middle. No. No, he didn't. And then, and Just then, throw centres at the problem until it works out. <laughs> and I know he, he wanted to use Dave Taylor as a middle, and Dave Taylor, this is the last ref game he played. And Taylor was actually having a decent year at the time. Yeah, but he, and he plays all right in this one, except for one large error that we'll yeah, get to Yeah, but it's like, mate, you... That's one of the causes. This is when you start realizing, oh, you know, sometimes Mal wasn't the best footy head. He was a good manager of men, but it was like you, you asked Dave Taylor to step in and play middle on the Origin when he's been a best footy ball's always been on the edge. This middle thing's failed for him many times, and you put that in his basket in this game, and well, he Ma- actually was okay. Was, Mal's got a Mal's got a few of those things in his in his, ki- in his kit bag. It's just most of the time it doesn't end up costing. Like game one, two thousand and eight, he ch- he chucked Carmichael Hunt. In at five eight, he'd never played five eight before in first grade. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it just didn't work. But it was all right because they were able to sort of dig their way out of it. So Mal does have a few of these. Um, you know, you know how his political career. Mm. He's got a few things like that in his coaching career. He does. So anyway, let's get on talking about this game. Sure. Right, boys. So the stage is set. Here we go. Series victory beckons New South Wales survival to encourage Queensland, and he gets his wishes. Aaron Woods wanted to be the first to carry the ball back. So Fantastic. the game starts, opening tackle, Aaron Woods gets slammed. <laughs> and, the, and the first set is pretty bad from the Blues. They're on the back from the start. And you know how sometimes you watch a game between two club sides and then you can sometimes honestly tell within the first two or three sets if one team is like well and truly on top, they're just belting the shit out of them. That first set was like one of those games almost because they kick from about their 30 and Reynolds puts it right on Darius Boyd's chest and the Maroons start their first set from basically halfway. Yeah, they're on the attack in like the first two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they don't they don't drop the ball for 34 minutes, Queensland, at the start of this game. You say they're on the attack, though, and outside of that, this GI has a really good run about eight or nine minutes in, and he, he beats 
what, three or four players and gets done by the cover. Outside of that, though, I didn't feel like Queensland looked like scoring for most of that period. There was like pressure was being built, but that Blues defence was uncharacteristic. Yeah. And there's some guys in and- there like Robbie Farrow. People had the shits with his origin here for some reason now. But he, him in the first half an hour of this game, he was bloody exceptional. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of players in this game, like their, their career almost sort of culminates. In yeah. this, and, and I think Farrow's sort of the, one of them. Like if you look at Farrow, at the start of Farrow's origin career in 2009, he played the first two games and played all right, like set up a couple of tries, but he ended up getting dropped for Michael there was Ennis. This, there was this horrible uh, narrative around him, especially that Ennis was an origin player yes, and he it, wasn't. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly, that's exactly what I'm getting at. And Ennis, like, you know, on his best day was never as good as Farrow. But he was like a tougher player, a grittier player, a more aggressive player, like more of an origin player, or if, if, if that's if that's what you're looking for. So yeah. then Ennis was the hooker for two years, and Farah only came back in 2012. And then Farah got he, I don't think he, I can't remember if he got it or not, but he should have got man of the match for game two 2012 when he made like 65 tackles or something, and he sort of showed this this uh, this toughness and this grittier side that he maybe hadn't had before. And then that sort of culminates in a game like this, where Farrah doesn't do a whole lot with the ball, but his defence is exceptional. Yep. He chases Cherry Evans all around yeah, the park. Yeah, in the twelfth minute, he and smashes kills, the shit out of he him. He smashes Daly Cherry Evans. Yeah, and that's the first of a couple of times that he smashes him. A little bit disappointed about coming out of game one. Oh, oh, Cherry Evans was there, then he was gone under Farrah. There is one moment early on where uh, it's it's a great it's a great ball from Inglis to Boyd and. Yeah, we talked about Josh Dugan probably not... You didn't really want him to be selected in that position, but him and Hopawati, the prob- two of the most maligned selections, combined for a great defensive effort on Boyd and they stop him from the score. Oh, Dugan, Dugan plays quite well. That was something that stood out to me on the rewatch, how well Dugan played, particularly with his carries out of his own end. You know, it was still a stupid decision to do yeah. it, but it ended up working out for him. It's like hitting on a 19 and getting a 2. <laughs> you know what I mean? Honestly, a little bit like that. And um, so the Blues are on the back foot for basically... Um, the the entire game in the entire opening exchanges of the game. There's a moment early on where Woods offloads and they call held against him. And if you watch it back, and it, I don't really think he was held. And that was really the one time where they looked like they had something on. They only look good off the, in attack. They only look good off the back of offloads. Yeah. And, and like they 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 look like they had the numbers to the left after that offload, and suddenly the ball gets called back for a play. The ball and they end up not scoring. And then after that, um, Josh Reynolds gets a little bit excited and uh, tries to. Uh, take a qu- takes the quick tap, sorry, instead of uh, taking the two. Oh, Gallon's so furious Gallon when that happens. Furious. He screams you can see at, at the him. Bottom yeah, of they the drop screen. it. They drop it like three tackles later, and Gallon's still screaming at him. Something that stood out to me was um, maybe like two, maybe two or three minutes in, and the, like the Maroons go for a spread or something, and Joey, who's on the sidelines, goes, "Oh yeah, it's a really hard deck out there. I think there really could be some points tonight." <laughs> this made me laugh. That well, it was good. actually the first time Queensland didn't score. A try since 1999. It's only the fifth game ever where Queensland were held trialless. Yeah, and so they're winning 2-0 at this point, um, yeah. an early penalty goal. Uh, and they get another penalty goal. James Tamo with a pretty dumb penalty puts, puts an Extremely elbow. dumb, just rubbish in the ruck. But that was part of the... like. The, it's like the entire game plan was based around doing bullshit in the ruck and niggling things and slowing things down. And like That was such a big part of the Blues' plan to take down Queensland for years and years and years. They never wanted to... They never tried to be proactive and pick like a sharp attacking team to meet fire with fire. It was always, all right, well, we need to stop Queensland. We need to we need to pick guys that can stop GI, that can stop Thurston. That's how we get, end up getting Bo Scott in the centres and things yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. But in a game like this, I think that like that's not... That that probably almost suited them because the game was played so far, so much through the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Like I didn't. Like, I this didn't... is this is this is this is when it worked. This yeah, is the only exactly. time. It exactly. Worked. They tried it for like, eight I, years. I, 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 I rewatched the game today, uh, yesterday, and like. I can't really remember Daniel Tupo or Bo Scott 
like getting the ball. No, no. Like apart from a couple of times when they kicked towards Tupo's wing, Tupo had but some mad kick returns. He in the second did. Half he though. did. Yeah, he did. One of them made some really great defensive plays as well. Twenty odd meters. He brought one of those oh, carries man, back. Oh, just onto it. He gets smacked in the beak on that same yeah. run. And it's quite interesting what you were saying before, Mitch, about um, how basically with Cherry Evans in there, sort of Cronk, it just doesn't really fit and it doesn't really click because they don't really try to run any set plays at all until just before half time when they run that little inside out play with Thurston and Hodges. Yeah, uh, and then again another great defensive effort stops Hodges, and that's basically the last meaningful thing that happens well, in the first half. Yeah, I was going to mention, as you, as you were saying earlier, so Farrah smashes DC in the 11th minute, and DC cowers away for about five or so minutes in that period. And then about, what, I think 23rd or so minute, DC decides, I want to get my hand on the ball again, and instantly Farrah murders him. Mm. And from that point to halftime, DC has decided, I want none of this game. Mm. The next, he only touched it 26 times for the halfback through the whole game, by the way, which is dis- disgraceful for a halfback. He got out-touched by Paul Gallen. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not that surprising being poor guy. <laughs> but most of his touches are dummy half passes on tackle one as well. But he gets smashed in and he stays out of the game for, for the next 20-odd yeah. minutes. And this is the stuff that... I thought DCE was going to do okay in this game going into I actually rated him as a first-grade footballer. And this is the stuff when he went in this game. It was immediately evident why he wasn't an origin half at that point is because he didn't play straight enough, fast enough or flat enough to play origin. And the foot, we know the football's different in origin. It's much faster and it's more direct. And his wandering sideways stuff got him murdered a couple of times. So he stayed out of the football there. But as you say, they finally run a set play right before half time. Hodges loops from right centre, loops around. Thurston goes to the left of the ruck. They go back inside the Hodges. He breaks the line and he gets through. And DC decides, oh, this is my moment. Out of, after avoiding the game for, for 20 minutes or so, to himself. Mm. he runs at a dummy half. Thurston's on his right, screaming for the ball. There's not a centre on the right-hand side because Hodges is playing the ball. But Brent Tate's kept his wit, so he's on the wing. The Blues' defence is scrambling too far to that side. Yeah, the support's coming. And Whole deal. The, and Slater is coming from behind the ruck to, to go right. So if they go right to Thurston... They have a four on three. Not a huge thing, but you back Queensland on a four on three. With Jonathan Thurston and Billy Slater. Yeah, right? yeah, to score. And I thought, you know, if I re- I watched it again and I watched the wide view, I'm like, oh, if they go right, Thurston's hitting Slater back on the inside. That's what I thought, the way Slater was shaping up. But instead, DC picks the ball up, goes left of the, of the ruck, runs himself, kicks to himself. And Josh Reynolds saves a try. And yeah, Josh Reynolds kicks it dead. And Thurston falls over in the chase and screams the F word, <laughs> screams... And then they get the ball back with 20-odd seconds left. But you're not doing anything off a, off a goal and drop out. Here's Miles behind the decoy. Thurston inside for Hodges. Hodges inside the 20. And pulled down by Jared Hay around the bootlaces. Here's Terry Evans putting a kick oh. in. Oh! And putting a boot to ball as Reynolds. Saving what would have been a magnificent try. Yeah, well, they waited to the 40th minute of the game. That moment, that was one of the other defining moments. DC had a, an absolute barney of a first half, and that was he the did. cap off of it. Like the Queens, the right thing to do was anything else. If they go left mm-hmm. or right, they probably score. Right was the, probably the right option because Thurston and, and uh, Jay Tabor there. Sorry, Slater and Thurston were there. But if they went left, Slater was also ready to support that way. They probably would have scored either way. He yeah. went for himself. And it, although, like Thurston can just display his histrionics all he wants, but I don't think he was particularly good in this game either. No, he, he, was some, flat out, he was flat out poor. He had some dreadful kicks. And we'll, get, and we'll get and to that moment at the end of the game where he, he truly loses his mind. But note, and it happened with Cherry and it happened with Thurston. Every single time they kick the ball, the Blues put him down. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's late. Even And when they're down, then they fall on him too. Like, they really 
really made an effort. Yeah, to there's get, to one. Get, there's un- one in particular in the first half where Thurston gets absolutely belted yeah. after he kicks it. I yeah. can't a, remember who smashes him. But... Oh, it's probably Reynolds or Scott. They yeah. both went after him heaps, and so did so did. I Farrell. think it was Reynolds. Now that you th- say th- that, th- the three of them just really, really went and, um, for it, and it worked. Th- and we talked about how it was all through the middle. They go wide once with Will Hopewadi. He gets murdered, and then it's comes out. He can't run. It's true. He can do everything else, but he can't run. Yeah, and so that's half time. And it's 4-0 to Queensland. Yeah. And how... I mean, we'll get... I mean, because obviously I'm a bit of a neutral when it comes to origin. So we'll go to Campo oh, first. Turn it up. Mate, I don't care who wins. Um, we'll go to Campo first. How are you feeling at that point? Is it, is it, geez, we're lucky to be in this? Or, geez, I think we can win this? Well, I was at the I was at the game. Um, and, like, up in, up in the bleachers. This is before I really started working in footy. And I was up in the... I was way up the back in a, in a section of the stadium that somehow was all just, like, real pissed up young fellas. So it was real rowdy up there. But you would have hated that. Oh, well, <laughs> I, fit it, I fit it in well. But from memory, the mood was like we're, like that they're right in it. You know what I mean? And it was one of those things, if Queensland had scored right on half time and it's 10-0, that's, all, that's too high a mountain to climb for this, yeah. for this blue side. But but it, it, just, it, unless unless Hayne has another just but, like but it, it, messianic It's, it's almost half. like that Bulldogs South Grand Final where you're feeling yeah, like, is. geez, we're, 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 we're getting belted, but we're, we're, we've kind of gotten know, away with I, one there. I, and I, I don't think it was... So not belted, probably. I don't, think it, was quite, I don't think it was quite like that. I think it wasn't Queensland, as dominant, Queensland had, the, had the better of it. They still had... 4-0 was a good result for the Blues, but... Yeah, I, I, I never, I never lost faith that they no. weren't that they and weren't going to do it. Or that they weren't in with a chance. How frustrated are you at halftime? Uh, I was cursing DCE. I, had, I remember I liked Cherry Evans before this game. I liked Cherry Evans before this game. I did. I was cursing him for that kick to himself. And then, as you mentioned, I was thinking, what the hell's wrong with Thurston and Slater? And before rewatching, I thought Cam Smith in my mind he was average too. Rewatching, I thought Cam Smith was actually really good. No one was going with him. He, was, he, was, he ran a lot. He, he ran, ran a lot, lot more than he usually does. And he was does. looking around for other guys yeah. to create. He had like good, but, four runs but run, in the but first run, Yeah, but running's the, the smart thing because yeah. if, if the Blues are putting so much pressure yeah. on the on the first receiver, the smart thing to do is to run it at only half, but just no one goes with it. That's it. But Thurston, we spoke about this last night, Bungard, was he kicking in clown shoes or something? It was, because it was bizarre. He didn't make effective contact on almost any there's, of his There's kids. one early in the first half, which we didn't mention, sorry, where he almost kicks it backwards on the fifth tackle. Like It's terrible. Yeah, that's that's, re- that's really early, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and Hoffman Hoffman catches it. Yeah. Only good kick he has is that kind of banana kick on the goal line to earn a repeat set. Yeah. But as a Queenslander, I was frustrated. They'd completed 17 from 18 sets. They had the only line break. They had like 200 more metres. We were on top and I was frustrated that it was only it was 4-0. And I know I, I know we've won Origin for a long time, but I know in rugby league, if you, don't, if you, go in, if you only go up with four points with that dominance, that's going to swing back at some point. And I, I thought we were still going to win, but because, you know, we'd been, keep, we just kept bloody winning. But I wasn't happy with the performance in the first half. I'm yeah. not sure if this is related to Cherry Evans coming in and sort of throwing off the vibe. But I'm I was stunned on at the time, and I was stunned on replay how little they go to Inglis, because going left was like the yeah, like, it's, it's very strange. That's their, that was their jab, their straight, their left hook. That was like that was their weapon. That and was their move. That's how they like, nearly score in the first. Yeah, five like, like yeah. there's a reason Gi and Boyd are the two most prolific try scorers in Origin and, history because Queensland just go there all the time. And that's what I was going to say for, as think, the game went on. Yeah, you that's would what think killed me. they've got. English matching up on a very inexperienced center and a pretty inexperienced winger. Like, why wouldn't you just go there every single time? But they don't. They end up running most of their stuff um, down the right through Cherry and um, who's the other center? I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Hodges. Oh, Cherry and Hodges. Hodges, of course. Yeah, and they even they keep doing that even after Brent Tate does his knee and goes off, and Chris McQueen's on the wing. They keep going down the right. I, I don't understand. Yeah. I ne- didn't understand it. So it's four nil. Uh, no one, no, everyone's still feeling like their team can win this game. Queensland get a penalty basically off the kickoff. Nate Miles gets dumped on his head. 
and they, they get a repeat set after the penalty as well. But they don't score. The Blues' defence keeps holding on. And, and this, this obviously, a very, very early test in the second half for the Blues' defence. You must be feeling good about that. Oh, always. Always. It was like, it's, it's like I said, it be, just because Queensland were a little bit off kilter, they just weren't going to their best moves. Like, you know, God knows why, but they weren't. Mm. And the long, I think it's, 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 it's almost like a confidence thing. The longer a team holds a team out, the more confident they get in their own defence. And there's a couple of times in yeah. that second half where all that stops Queensland scoring is like incredible one-on-one efforts. Tupo has one on Tate where Tate out jumps him to yep. catch a bomb, yeah, which yeah. is, holy shit, like that's unbelievable in itself, Tupo getting out jumped. Mm. And he lands and he looks like he's going to score and Tupo rounds him up. I, yep. I don't know how he was able to do it. Yes, like just cor- just corralled him. Not the number one try server in this game, but we'll get to that one no, shortly. Well, now, yeah, we'll, but, that's um, to say it. Yeah, yeah we well, we're getting there. There's still there's still a couple more things that happen before then. But so there's so um, there's if you remember, Inglis gets a strip on Josh Reynolds, and and ba- and Inglis then makes a break off said strip, and again the Blues are completely on their back foot, and then they just don't score. Oh, sorry, the, oh, sorry, and the Maroons just don't score again, and it's. And it just felt really sloppy and really disjointed every time they had New South Wales sort of moving backwards. They just couldn't find a way through. Well, the whole, the whole thing was is the, the Blues, after years of trying, managed to like drag Queensland right down into the gutter. Like if, you get in, if you're mm. playing like a proper open footy game against, against this Queensland side, they might be able to beat any team mm. anywhere ever. Like that's how good they were. That was the calibre of player they had. The only thing the Blues could do if they weren't prepared to meet fire with fire and they weren't, is to do what like what the Bulldogs try and do every week, you know, just fucking, out effort. Like, yeah, like yeah. Just grab well, the fucking there, shiny machine and like rub it in the there dirt. Was, there a was a bit, moment, like, bring him down into the gutter and just like there was you know a what moment I mean? just and, like really that, like really scrap with yeah. him. Just before that strip, there's a there's a there's a set where Slater loses the ball in the Maroons half, and Hoffman nearly goes through a gap. And Hoffman played really well in this game. I Hoffman should have won men of the match. Best origin. Oh, yeah. so good. But and then they go to both Scott, and it's at that moment when he drops the ball in attack where you think. I know they've got this guy on the team for his defence, but you can't help but wonder if they had a more offensive-minded centre in that position that they may well have scored. And will that come back and cost them the game? Obviously, it didn't. But at that point, that was the Blues' best chance to, to score, really. And they came up short. And they're doing that as well with a Will Hobawati, who at this point has a dead arm. Well, their best attacking player in this game is Hoffman. And like, we've talked a lot about what Cherry Evans did with the ball. The Blues go at him constantly. I don't know if that was a plan going in, but he's literally the hinge mm. that the game turns on because Hoffman runs the ball, according to Fox Sports stats, the one true stats, he ran the ball mm-hmm. 20 times. For an edge second row, well, that's unbelievable. And yeah, yeah, he was as, it, as it goes on and the game keeps getting tighter, Hoffman is making 10, 15 metres every, every run. Like He is surging over Cherry. He's, he's their best yardage man and their best attacking weapon. And like when we get to the, the, the Hodko thing, he plays a big, big role in that as well, yeah. which we'll get to. But I was always a big, big Ryan Hoffman guy. Yeah. But then but he was he was superb in this one. Yeah, so they don't score. That's probably their best chance. And you start wondering whether they're... At this point, there's 20 minutes left and Gus is talking about if they have enough time, which is crazy. But um, then Sam Thiday goes over and it's all over, Mitchell. Smith again. Thurston again. Dump. Off his left foot. Twice. Back to the middle. On to Thiday. Right foot step. Going for the line. Tackle five. I have no try. Check the instruction through to the uh, grounding here, please. Yeah, this is a classic Sammy try. Well, he didn't score, but this is like back when his body still worked. He was still. He was. I kind was. Of fat. I was surprised how trim he was in this. He's game, still kind know? of fat, yeah. but he threw. The, he threw a massive dummy. He was out for game one. He's come back fit for this game. Threw a massive dummy ten meters out. Steps past the first man, and and he goes in. Looks like he scores. Like crashes over. 
and slams it down. He gets up so confident that, you know, puts his two arms in the air as he does, screams like he's won us a series. But every single Blues player around him knows he dropped yeah. the ball. They come to the left. Second man to Jonathan Thurston. There's nothing on outside him. So left foot step, left foot step. Another one. Offloads to Sam Thider. Let's have a look at the people in front of him. Dave Taylor. I can't see any any obstruction there. No obstruction anywhere. No obstruction anywhere. Last hope for New South Wales is the grounding, but I don't know what they could have possibly been looking at there. Oh, he's lost yes. the ball. Jared well, Hayne has been knocked out. Jared Hayne has saved the day. Oh, has he got it back? No, he no. hasn't regathered before it's hit the ground, and you must regather. And the funniest part is it gets sent up as no try, but not for a drop ball, but because... For an obstruction. An obstruction. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon if there was no hint of an obstruction that they would have sent it up at all? I don't think so. I don't know. And then what can you do in that situation? Can you still like buzz them down and be like, oh, he dropped it? Or... And, and this, this replay... No, no this... once it's given, it's given. And it? this right. replay, it's closer than Gus Gould makes out. That yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely close. I, I think if I... they sent it up as a try, no, I think they would have given it. I can't have this. I did laugh when no, Wally's like, shouldn't... oh, has he got it back? No, it shouldn't. It, I, I don't think it was a try. But I'm saying, I think if they sent it up, try. With, especially with how literally they interpreted yeah. the... Uh, sufficient evidence to overturn so, so at the, that point. For the benefit of our viewers, Thayde dies over the line, Haynes strips the ball, and then it comes out clearly, but then as he's as the ball is falling to the ground... He almost regathers it. Yeah, he, tri- like, he, he gets the hand on it and, and traps it's, it's, it on the ground. In he my opinion... He doesn't re-grip it, yeah, though. He doesn't. In my opinion, it's the ground it. that helps him control the That's ball. It. He, has, he gets a hand to it, but he hasn't... The rules are you have to re Control the ball, You can't ball. use the ground to help you control the ball. Absolutely. And he does get his hand on it, and it slams against his chest when he hits the ground. He didn't really regather and, it. And Wally is just pitching for it in the commentary booth. It's great. Yeah. Can we? But, like, just but as, Gus Paul thinks it's never a try. Well, I we, agree we, with him. We, is this where we talk about the commentary in this game? Because it's yes, so it's so weird. It's it's, it's tra- I, I look. Obviously, we all watch a lot of sports, but it is seems it seems like a very uniquely rugby league thing to just basically. And so not even just a rugby league thing, an origin-specific thing. So essentially just have the commentary team be cheerleaders for both teams. It's like, you know how you hear like local... Uh yeah, local sports for the NBA or America. the Celtics like, guys. Yeah, yeah, like there'll be the two guys who are from Boston mm. who call all the Celtics. Games, that's not a charge. Just, yeah, that's not a charge. You a cop, <laughs> and they're just massive, massive homers. And, but in rugby, <laughs> in rugby league, we have that, but just in every single game. Yeah, can you imagine if like at the, every level, if like the the Super Bowl is like the Patriots and and the Giants, and they've got Scott Zolak. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> Brady's back. <laughs> like, that's literally like this is like. Rugby League's premier broadcast, uh, and they literally just got that, like I cheerleaders was, I for was both surprised. teams. I was surprised by how how little Gus sort of lent into Gus the is, whole. I know Gus he's is a broken Gus man is usually, at this point. Gus is because usually like riding the Blues home. Like for a couple of years later, in the dead rubber up at ANZ in sixteen, when the Blues score in the last and couple of minutes, yeah, and he, yeah. Aaron Wood stacks it. When they make the bus, Ferguson makes oh, the yeah, bus and Teddy's in support. Gus screams out, "Go Teddy!" in like a deranged voice. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets tackled, Gus goes, ah, no. And then they spread it out and Jenny scores and Gus is like screaming. And those were a goddamn dead rubber in a series they had already lost. Yeah. This is them breaking the streak and all he wants to talk about all the way through is how bad they're playing. I don't know if that comes from the beef that he had with Paul Gallen or if it just felt like he wasn't, didn't have as much input into the team as he had in the past. Yeah. But like, it's just, it's just really strange to have the Blues head cheerleader just kind of like being, oh yeah, you know, they, if they won, that's great. Isn't and, it? and he kept saying how on top Queensland were yeah, for like the first 60 minutes. Yeah, and it's almost like he was like backseat coaching. It was clear that if he was coach, he would have sent the message down at some point, like start spreading the ball, start using the ball. We can't just he, keep smashing it up the guts. Yeah. You know you know what I mean? Because he, he keeps saying that all he the says way through. It, one thing that he, 
One thing he said that I did agree with, though, was he said that Gallon and Greg Bird were touching the ball way too much, which well, I, I think, agreed I think with. It, I think that's the case with Gallon. I don't think it is with no, Bird. Bird was great. Bird was really good, and Bird could actually like beat dudes with his footwork and throw offloads and get into first receiver. But Gal is literally just like a, a battering ram. And, so I don't, I don't mind so much Birdie getting into first receiver, but Gal, yeah. Gal just... And Gal, so Gal, then, Gal, 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 Gal. So then right they, they don't score off that. That was to me, by the way. That's the last good thing Queensland do in this game. Yes, yeah. That they don't. They so from the fifty-fifth minute onwards, they complete two sets. That's bad. And one of them being complete is the kick the ball away on the last tackle, the last set of the game. That's not really a complete set, but mm. that's it. So they got to the, they got to their fourth, fifth tackle does, once. The rest does of the game. getting tackled with the ball on the last count as a complete set? Yeah. Okay. So the other one then is when yeah. Jonathan Thurston somehow offloads the ball. Cherry Evans kicks for the wing. Tate beats Daniel Tupo in the air, which is crazy. But then Tupo somehow recovers and stops him a metre short of the line. Thurston, and got it away. Referee said play on. Cherry Evans kicks at Tupo. Up they go. It's a try. It's a deal. No, no, no. They've rolled him over. That is a great save. But also, um, that sadly is basically Brent Tate's last meaningful contribution yeah, on the rugby league field. He does his knee a couple of minutes later. A couple of minutes after that, I remember it being, remember it being it. a really big deal after the game. The crowd boos him off. Like, like it's like a cacophony of boos. Like, they just give it to him. Brent you know Tate I mean? was one but, of the guys that Blues fans hated. Yeah, he did. I, and I, do you know why? Because of his chin. The, it's because of his the chin. chin. He had such, the, a, hate, no, it's the he had chin such and, a hateable chin. It's not just the chin. It's the chin, and yeah. the, it's the chin and the neck brace. It's both of them. Yeah. They well, hated I, him. I, because yeah, I, I do hate people with neck braces now. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They hate... Yo, like, honestly, Tate, I feel like because he just looked he a looked bit angry. cartoonish. Yeah, and he looked angry, dude. He ran angry, like sticking that big chin of his up in the air. Looks like a he looks like he's about to try and shut down the rec center or something. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like and and take angry looking yeah. dude. And take gets injured. And Matt Scott doesn't play the second half. I mean, we we're talking about Queensland's lack of middles earlier. Yeah. So Chris McQueen's on the wing. Chris McQueen goes to the wing in attack, but uh, sorry, in attack, but yeah. center and defense, which I thought was a bad call. I thought switching him and Hodges in a center and attack, sorry, defense and attack confused Chris McQueen. Like it just confused me. <laughs> McQueen was kind of drifting. He's played wing in first grade. For me, the move is just put him on wing yeah. and leave him yeah. there. Don't, don't, don't. But fuck he, he actually ended up being in the it. wrong spot almost the rest of the game. Yes, and you talked about how they never completed any more sets. So there's two moments in quick succession after that. So there's one where Queensland only attack again, and McQueen basically bombs a try almost. Like yeah, he's, he's pretty too much flat. over the line. He's he, too flat. Yeah, they strip, they strip, he, they strip him for numbers. Yep. and, and Thurston goes out to Hodges, and Hodges does so well. Like these, he had a good game by the Hodges way. Hodges did have Hodges a good game. Played well. These beautiful quick hands, and, and McQueen, McQueen's just McQueen's just too flat. Queensland with this opportunity. Jerry Evans, Thurston, Hodges, and put down by McQueen. Tupo comes up with it. Knock on against Queensland will be the call. And that's a huge let off for New South Wales. Great defence on that side. That cost them a try and they're still winning. But then a couple of minutes after that, of course, Dave Taylor's out in the centres. Throws a pass to where he thinks his winger is going to be. It goes to ground. And, and then McQueen fumbles it on the ground. Yeah, look, it was. It <laughs> See, was, I'd remember that, that, that moment. I'd, I'd remember that as me. being a forward pass. No, not, not it wasn't. McQueen, that, yeah, I know. I'm just saying that that's was, how I remember that it moment. Reminded I me of in the office when Kevin drops his chili and then yes. he's trying to pick it up off the ground. That was Chris McQueen in that moment. But then fallen. from there, the Blues get the ball, and then Greg Bird goes really close to scoring. They win a penalty for a strip. They force a repeat set it somewhere in there as well. I can't remember if it was before or after the penalty. And then of course, Campo, take it away. Oh, we're talking about Hodco now. This is so great. Okay, so if we're going to talk about Hodco, we've got to start with we're going Pierce. back to nineteen eighty three. No, if we're talking about Hodco. We've got to start. <laughs> we've, got to, we've got to start. We've got to start. We've got to start with with Pierce because so much of this is informed by Pierce, even though he's not there. 
Now, I've slandered Mitchell Pierce's origin career a lot, personally, professionally, and publicly. What's important to remember is he was put he was in, he was on a hiding to nothing from the start, right? They threw him into a decider when he was 19 years old in his second season of first grade. Like they set him up to fail early, right? And then he vanished for a couple of years and then he came back in 2010 and fair enough, he was the best choice at the time and he was the best choice in 2010, 2011, 2012 and 2013. But then he he lost all four of those series and 13 should have been the end. They play the they play the Maroons in the decider down in Sydney. He's got his club he's got his club house partner James Maloney with him. He's got club teammates everywhere. He's got um, Roosters players all around him. He, like, the entire team is designed to make him feel comfortable, and they come up short. And that should have been the end. It wasn't. He comes back later on and all that. But part of the reason I got so into this series and so into this game in particular is because they were just moving away from Pierce. They were just trying something new. It didn't matter who it was going to be, but they were trying something new, and, and that was so easy to get behind because it was so, so refreshing. And like, well, let's call a spade a spade. Mitchell Pierce is a much better player than Trent Hodkinson. He just is. Hodkinson got into this into this team and into this series and into history based on four good games in a row he played for the Bulldogs, right? And he'd already lost a little bit of that magic because Hodko was not good in this game. He barely does anything. He hides out on the left edge and he doesn't touch the ball much. Yeah. Reynolds is the dominant playmaker, which Reynolds is not designed to do at all. But the reason I love Hodko so much and the reason I'll always, always, always fight for him is because when the game was on the line, the series was on the line, like it's there to be won. And it's his second origin game. It's his first chance at this. And he just does it. He does the big show and go. And he's too quick for Ben Teo. And Cherry Evans bites the dummy. And Hodko scores. He comes up big in, in the moment when Pierce, a much more talented player who had had chances to do so, couldn't do it. Mm. He just couldn't do it. And he never really did. I, I know we can talk about this year's, uh, last, year's, it, yeah. last year's decider where Pierce plays a part in the, in the winning try. But it's not the same thing. This is just Hodko. Yeah. This is just Hodko taking him on. Hodko doing it, and, and and that was the thing. Hodko, things were never the same for him after this. His knees were already cooked, and a couple of years later, he was barely a first grader. Yeah. Woods about five meters out from the line. Farrah, dummies, double pumps. Hodkinson, Hodkinson is over. Hodkinson comes around. He puts the ball down. The Canterbury halfback, Trent Hodkinson. He scores. Take the conversion to put the Blues in front by two. And that might have been in his mind when he got through that he had a kick coming up. That may well win the series for New South Wales with just nine minutes left to go. And you mentioned Tio in that run. So they've taken Dave Taylor off the field because they are basically because of that error. But then it's his replacement, Ben Tio, that is basically well, responsible for well, the what, what, happen, what happens is, and I talked about this a little bit before with Hoffman, so Farad, so they're maybe a metre out, Farrah double pumps, which catches Tio. And as Hodko goes to the line, even before he's thrown the dummy, Cherry Evans is on to Hoffman. That's, because that's Hodko had gone to Hoffman every single bloody mm-hmm. time, and Hoffman had just destroyed Cherry Evans' soul. So Cherry's going over, and then the hole just opens up. Like, do you have any idea how big a hole there has to be for Trent Hodgkinson to run through it? It was he massive. Had, he had two runs in this entire game, yeah. and this is one of them. And, and as you were saying there, this, this try is a culmination of the previous 15 minutes or 20 minutes of this exactly. game. It's, it's Hoffman has got DCE scared. Before Hodkinson even has the ball, DC is pointing at Hoffman yelling. Yep. It's like, mate, that's, you have to come in. You have yep. to, like, I understand that he's... Hawkins is not your man at that point because your numbers are short, but we all know how rugby league works. You want them to take the chance on the wing than scoring underneath the post. But anyway, DC's focused on Hoffman. And the other combination of what's gone wrong there is McQueen's defending at centre, Hodges on the wing, Teo's just come on for Taylor. All that disruption on the right edge. Yeah. It's four guys who've defended together for one tackle. Yeah. It was, a perfect, it was a perfect storm of, well. of like the like Hoffman 
having Cherubin's running scared for basically the entire game and just complete confusion, yeah. both in attack and defence. Yeah, well, part on of it as well is like they, they did so much stuff around the ruck with, with Gowan and Bird and Farrah and all that, and they're just going through it all the time. So Farrah picking it up and going for the double pump. And Teo, I think Teo anticipates either someone coming back on the inside or Farrah sort of just mm-hmm. like going himself because that was all they'd done at that point. Yeah. So even though their attack in this game is not good, it, it the things they had done set up this winning try. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's it's not it's not an impossible conversion, but it's not a it's not a gimme. No, it's it's, it's, it's just difficult enough to be difficult. You know yeah. what I mean? Off like off center and all that. But, but he like, was Hoko, always a very good kicker. Well, mate, he wasn't at he wasn't at the end. He sort of lost it. I don't know why. When he, but he went up to New and he at New and he kind of lost it. But at this but, point, mate, he, he was, was at, yeah, he, he was and he had shooter. he had that rep of being really clutch as well. Yeah, he, he had did. some big goals for the Bulldogs. Yeah. I think after we finish talking about this game, we can probably run through everything else that happened to Hodko that year because he did. A, it's just a, such a great year for him. Well, but, th- this is this is like this was this is the peak for him. It's yeah. it's never ever this good again. It's not. No, a, it's his not twenty fourteen is just one of those special seasons. Oh, it's no, not but, but it's not okay. Even bro, even even fourteen. The last six weeks of the regular season, him and Reynolds are bad. They like, are flat but, out. You know, bad. We're, but then he you know he makes some clutch field goals against Manly in the in the oh in yeah the, in yeah the he come back and do it yeah. But so then, he's co-captain in the grand final. Yeah, I know it's crazy. So then nails it six four to the Blues, and then the Blues get really really lucky off the kickoff. Oh my oh, god, so, so lucky! I, so I forgot how mad I was at this. Yeah, to watch so the I, I can't. So it, I I think if this happened now, it, they'd buzz down and they'd instantly get the call change. So they would have to people, buzz down at this point I, too. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't. So if anyone doesn't remember, so they, the the Maroons kick off. It's too long. Someone shouts out to Aaron Woods to leave it. So he tries to jump out of the way. The ball. Very, very, very clearly brushes him as uh, brushes him as he's jumping in the air before it hits the ground. So the Blues get a penalty for the kick going out in the full, but it should be a line dropout. So the kickoff is very, oh. very big, and Aaron Woods lets it go. So it's gone out on the full. It's a penalty to the Blues at the middle of the halfway. Well, someone must have yelled at him because he was going to catch it. Right the Morris, up. the Morris brothers went up and then went down. Oh, that's touched him. Whoa. This might be reversed. Yeah, look at this. He was going to catch it, and someone said let it go, and it's hit him on the jersey. That's not the angle. And New South Wales looking to get play underway as quickly as possible, which Hodkinson does. Wow. Nothing happens. Like, the commentators go, oh, we'll just touch it. They'll bring this back for a line dropout. And then suddenly Hoko's kicking and, for and touch. Kicking for touch. In the, and, yeah, that happened. Maybe I, that, don't, I don't know if it was a heads-up thing to take it quickly, but... Even then, he took it quickly, but there's still a good 30 seconds we between... We saw three replays. Yeah. 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 Like, we saw a bunch of replays of that, like, multiple angles before he's kicking for touch. So he can't be doing it that quickly. But then... The, and, and I guess the alternative argument to that is, whilst it's a bad call, the Maroons had had a million sets for that entire game and failed to score a try. Oh, I'm so, not saying we're not trying to blame that. No, for no, no, of course, and, but it's still very, very and, lucky like, for the there Blues. There had been there had been deciders in the past where Queensland had gotten fortuitous referees. I, I don't remember. I don't remember, those. You don't remember those. <laughs> you don't remember in 2012? No, I don't remember. I don't, no. When Hodges was someone, go, Hodges like literally runs behind someone, like a shep, like a fair income old school shepherd. Don't know and goes term. in to score and they give it and Queensland end up winning by a point. And then that's basically it. Queensland don't really come close to scoring it's... again. They, they they break down the left late on. GI throws a blind pass back inside. Josh Reynolds snaffles it up. And then this is this. I was re, I was rewatching the end when Campo arrived at my house today, and 
Um, and Queensland he, knew they lost, by the way. And he, yeah. wa- he walks into the study where I'm watching the game. He's like, oh, yeah, this is my favourite moment in the whole game. Yeah, so it is. Basically, Reynolds gets the ball. Uh, someone tries to tackle him. There's a bit of a there's a bit of toing and froing, and then suddenly Thurston comes over the top after already being called held. They tackle him to the ground, and then he just buries his Thurston elbow in his, his face mind. for a good. Thurston 10 loses seconds. his mind. He jumps on top of Reynolds and like rubs his forearm in his face and, and the, he's screaming. Josh at him. Reynolds is just laughing. Reynolds looks up and laughs at him. That's the that's the other part of that I absolutely love about this game is 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 Josh Reynolds and all the Josh Reynolds things that he did. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, it's very easy to to say things like. Oh, you know, this player's a competitor. This player will do whatever it takes. This player hates losing. This player would die to win. Like those those phrases get beat around so often that they kind of lose their meaning. Yeah. But Reynolds is someone who really, really. Are you saying he's underrated? Are you saying he's underrated? No, I'm saying he's a psycho. <laughs> that's and all he has. It. That's that, but that's skill. the thing. That's all he has. Like he doesn't have this. this he doesn't have half the skill of someone like Jonathan Thurston. He doesn't have half the skill of someone like Cherry Evans, but he wants it so bad and he fights so hard that sometimes that doesn't matter. Yeah. Reynolds is bad in attack in this game. Oh, yeah. He doesn't... He like, he, do, he puts in a really nice kick just before the Hodco try to force a line dropout. That's kind of it. And in a great attack, tackle by Michael Jennings, by the way. Yeah, really good second effort from Jennings to, to round up Hodges. But Reynolds like runs across field and does all his hyperactive shit and nothing happens, but he plays great because all he does is go after Thurston. And he's one of those and, guys... And you... you He's one of those guys where he's not a confidence player. So, like, there's guys who they'll try... Like, Cherry Evans, he, he goes for a couple of runs, gets smashed, doesn't try it again. His confidence is shot to bits. If Reynolds had got smashed a couple of times, he'd just get up and try yeah, again. That's the thing. Like, Reynolds fears nothing. He probably he probably, he probably should, but he fears he fears nothing. It, it, was, it was not a problem for him to go after Thurston and try and rip his goddamn face off. And he did all game. He just kept going at him and going at him and going at him and going at him. And then eventually Thurston, for the, probably the only time in his career, like, cracks. It's like, I, I swear, I, I'm, proje- I'm probably projecting a bit here, but I always thought with, with Thurston, it was like, he couldn't, be- he couldn't believe that this guy, this, like, Josh Reynolds? I'm getting done by Josh Reynolds? Are you serious? I'm Jonathan fucking Thurston. And at the end, I swear to God, he's screaming at him, like, don't you know who I am? I'm, I'm fucking JT, bro. Who the fuck are you? You're Josh Reynolds? Josh Reynolds is going to get the better of me? It's a good fantasy you've got there. Yeah, <laughs> and then he just, and he flips. Like, go, go and watch it on YouTube. He flips, he man. Thurston rifles the ball across to English. English gets the ball around the corner. Picked up, though, by Reynolds. Reynolds breaking the tackle. And Hayne shouting at him. Play the ball. Thurston goes in. Suspect tackle eventually on Reynolds. Well, stand up, New South Wales fans. Stand up in your lounge rooms. Stand up in the clubs and clubs across Australia. Walk away! And ride them home here for the last two minutes. Walk away. Oh, it's so and, good. Yeah, and it, then they, they just don't get the ball again after well, that. Well, they, 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 when, when they kick the conversion, there's seven minutes left, right? Yeah. And seven minutes for Queensland Origin forever has been an eternity to win a game. Two points down. And it's still as a Queensland fan, I think we've got a chance. But they were disgraceful in that seven minutes, hey? Like, they were awful. That was, they, yeah, that was so, they, so well, poor. The, 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 desperation was what they were doing. They weren't doing... Queensland teams in the past had spread it wide and thrown the ball around, whatever. But there was some confidence in it. And there it, was desperation in these last seven minutes. I know, they, I know they, missed, they missed Kronk all through the game, yeah. but they particularly missed him there when Thurston sort the, of lost his mind. Because the, who's, the, who's, the, who's the guy in that house pairing? Who like Josh Reynolds could keep at him for a th- could keep a cronk for a thousand years, yeah. and never and never get in his head. No. Like, like robots don't have thoughts or don't have feelings, mate. Yeah. You know what, what I mean? If he was never asked, to get the better uh, of that. Sorry, what if Josh Reynolds asked him a logical paradox? <laughs> 
and then his CPU would melt. Well, is, is Reynolds cunning enough to come up with such a matter? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't no, think so either. <laughs> yeah. Murphy, um, you are uncontrolled, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but the weird thing is, and you mentioned how GI doesn't get the ball enough in this game, even on the last set of the game when they're, they're desperate, they swing it right, and the ball ends up with Chris McQueen um, on the wing. Well, earlier than that, they go right earlier, and DC finally touches the ball again, and he throws it to nobody. He looks up. This is one of the times I turn it over in that period. Looks up. There's no one. There's lines in front of him. He just throws the ball, and it goes in front of Teo. Thurston was rapping. Goes in front of Teo, Thurston, and Hodges, just on the ground. It's like, oh, thanks, mate. And the Blues dive on that one, and they go again. They go that way. As you said, if you're looking for a try from your own half in the game of rugby league, Justin Hodges is Chris McQueen. Probably not mm. the guy who's got throwing the ball. The to greatest him. Origin player of all time yeah. playing center on, on the other one. On the other side, relatively fresh as well because he's done nothing in this game really, and that's not really his fault. They just never went left apart from really early on. Oh, when they I want to mention scored. by the way, a nothing GI game is 11 runs for 130 meters. I know it's quite funny. <laughs> Stop it's saying nuts. Latrell Mitchell is GI people. <laughs> <people. laughs> no one's Latrell game is three runs. Okay. <laughs> I've, I have been very upset these last couple of weeks. I was t- I was told that this large boy was going to be the next <laughs> Greg Inglis. And yes. he has not. But this is what this is what he's different to those guys. GI almost scored a try early. Had it was fine when he got the ball. He had eleven runs. And you still think, man, we could have had more GI. Mm. But that's just it. This was an average GI game. This that's is right. a bad GI game. And so they never uh, went left. They hoof a kick in desperation. Jared Hayne gets it. Runs out the back of the end zone. Jumps bad over sport, the bad sportsman. It jumped. is <laughs> it is wild that we're like this is the first mention of Jared Hayne. Well, he was all they had, but yeah. they didn't, this game, nothing was working no, for him. No, but like... Game one, it worked. Game one, it worked. He played one of but the great origin games But that's when Gus loses his mind played. late on, is when he says, oh, they've got to stop giving they've it to Gallon and Bird. They've got to get Hayne involved. That was the theme in the commentary all the yeah. time. It was like, they've got to get Hayne involved. They've got to get Hayne involved. They've got to get Hayne involved. Anyway, so I was at this game. I remember the kick going up and Hayne getting it. And then, like, as he's running, I don't remember any of that because the entire section just went like absolutely apeshit. Like, chucking beer in the air. People are diving from rows back and all that. A guy maybe like four rows up, dive down, yep. knocked, knocked the dude sitting behind me over. I've just sort of turned as it's happening. The guy's like plummeted. I've hung out my arm and it just sort of like caught him and held him. If I'd not caught him, I reckon he would have just tumbled down. I reckon 10, 15 rows, just like <laughs> cannonballing down. We've all been there. It was, Mate, it was crazy. Like We all bag ANZ Stadium and rightfully so because it sucks. Mm-hmm. But this is like the only time I've ever been there and it was like, like humming, it was like I, roaring, dude. The atmosphere yeah. was crazy. People were so hungry yeah. for this. It's um, and it's it's honestly, I don't know most of it's his own doing, but it's quite sad now that that vision of Jared Hayne standing on the fence, fist pumping, man of the people, yeah. and you just look at him and go, shit, this well, all went wrong. I know, it's like so many things have changed, but something that always really stood out to me. Um, in the post-match stuff is when they interview Hayne and he starts crying. Well, he's like him. He's the only guy who's been there from the start, really, in that team. Yeah, him, him and Gal. Him and Gal. Gal wasn't it, like right at the start of that. He wasn't. No, Gal. Gal's the only one that played in every losing series. Did he played in 06? Debut game three oh six. Oh. Yeah. So then Hayne game one oh seven. So Hayne and Gallon are the only two ones. And Hayne, I got a lot of complex feelings about Hayne because I really, I found, I just found him really, really compelling when he was at his peak. But he was always a very sort of. Um, aloof and enigmatic and unknowable sort of player. Like, a lot of people loved Hayne the player. Like, this is from a fan perspective. A lot of fans would have loved Hayne the player. I don't know if any of them would have loved Hayne the person because he was always kind of like quite removed from it. So to see someone like... To see a player like that be emotional and vulnerable and it's it's clear how like how much this meant to him, that just always really... Yeah. It always really stuck with me that it, this was such a big moment that someone like Hayne, who's so removed from 
from all this. Almost doesn't seem like a real person sometimes. God, like just having this very human moment. You look back through there, like you mentioned, there is, I, I see I remember Gallen being that whole time. I forgot he was in and out of the team for like five years. Yeah, hey? yeah, yeah. But he's like, man, the start of his origin career is like he lost oh. like every game. Just, just every game. Every one of them, bro. Pretty much. But, and it's, you know, you mentioned why Queenslanders act like this game didn't exist. Well, yeah, I'm, gl- it, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're getting there because Gal's a really big part of it. Yeah. We hate Paul Gallen. Yeah, Everyone does. And like, there's this weird period that you guys from down here had to even try and like Paul Gallen for three years. I did, weird, I, mate, weird, I did like Paul Gallen. It was a weird Gallen. period. Like, I, I was never a huge Gallen dude. I always much preferred Greg Bird as, as, as a player. And, you know, yeah. there's only room in your life for one sort of <laughs> grubby scumbag footballer yeah. and one was Birdie. Yeah. But then after Gal had his great game in 2011 where he played prop, and mm. and played eighty minutes and had a, an absolute blinder. After that, it was like, all right, well, this guy's our guy. Like, we got to get behind him. And like, I, I I wouldn't say I ever liked Gal, but I I, I sort of maybe grew to respect what, him. Was a he? Lot. And he yeah. was he he was he was the leader, and the team sort of took on his image. If you, if you understand what yeah. I'm saying, like it turned into a very Paul Gallen type team. Like there was a lot of effort and a lot of niggle and all that sort of stuff. And that's probably why. They haven't lasted historically because after this, it had happened. The Blues had won. The streak was over. And it was like, okay, I, I don't need to Light make these excuses for, Gal, for Gallon anymore. I don't have to pretend or I, I don't have to hang on to – I don't have to hang on to this feeling of like, oh, yeah, maybe I like him. Maybe I don't. Maybe I can get behind him. It's like, no, we won, dude. It, it, it's, it's, it's over. I don't yeah. – it sounds bad. I didn't need him anymore. Yeah, and this is that period of his career where he was like really an Origin player. Like yeah, he, he only he, plays like eight games yeah. this year or something. So he, he played, didn't miss an Origin from like 2011 to 2016 or so, but he played 16 games, 16 games, nine games, 18 games for the Sharks in that period. And that's when yeah. the Sharks and also had the shits with him. So it was a weird thing. Like, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a weird situation. And this is like, I'm not as into Origin now as I was back then. Part of that is because I, you know, I work in footy and you've just sort of got to like leave a few of those fan things behind. But part of it as well is it doesn't matter if the Blues win the next 10 series. It's never going to be as good as it was in 14 because all those losses, all those years before, like that's what makes winning worthwhile when you've been through the pain and you've seen what happens and you know what it's like. Like, oh, it was fucking devastating, yeah. especially in like 12 and 13 when the Blues played well and just lost. Like, I think you can break the streak into a couple of different mm. into a couple of different um, sections, right? Well, even if you go back to how it started with Lockheed. Well, yeah, so like, six, well, what, six, seven, game, six, seven, six, seven, eight are, could have gone either way. Like, Queensland were emerging as a, as a superpower, but the Blues weren't terrible, right? They were getting there. Nine and ten. Nine and ten. Like, what do we always say about the Blues those years? They're Mitch? scared of Queensland. They're scared of them. There's they one, were terrified of them. There's a try is a Folau scores where he just runs across the field, nothing on, and straightens up, and yeah. nobody wants to touch him. They were him so scared through. of him. And, 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 and there's, the, of there's the moment where Bo Scott tries to shape up to Greg Inglis, and Greg Inglis just laughs at him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They were, they were terrified but, of him. And I think part of that is because Craig Bellamy was the coach. Craig Bellamy's a wonderful coach. Not a great origin coach. I think Craig Bellamy, because he knew the Melbourne Queenslanders so well, even he was a little bit scared He's of like the Ans Postacoglu. Of co- yeah. he, can't co- he can't coach a rep team. He needs time with yeah. his team and then that boys. sort of that sort of all consolidates in 2010 when Queensland do them 3-0. That's the only whitewash of the entire run. Yeah. And then Ricky comes in. Ricky Stewart comes in as Blues coach in 2011. And I actually think he was really important because Ricky's not, Ricky's not scared of anything. Ricky's not scared of anything. And if Ricky can do anything, he can get his players to believe in themselves. So this, this, this win in 14 is sort of has its genesis in those years in 11 and 12 where the Blues really kind of get their mojo back. And they 11 Queensland are still better, but the Blues win game two and it's their first live game that they win in two years, which is a big deal. And then 12, again, could have gone either way. Cronk ends up winning it for Queensland with his 
massive field goal at Suncorp. Holy shit, so good. And then 13, again, could have gone, again, could have gone either way. So 14 happens, and it was a shock at the time, but when you look back, it's like you can see it building in those previous years. You can see the Blues getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah, yeah. and this is one of those series that's... This is why Origin was good for so long, is that the better team doesn't always win because it's a three-game series. Yes. You don't always win. You don't have to win you know, one half of the, of the game when you won the series, essentially. They won... The Blues won the uh, the second half of the first game, and the last twenty minutes of this game that was a series. That was enough. That was yeah. enough. That was enough. But, and, and the other reason why though we we forget the Queensland like to forget this game was that Cooper Cronk came back into the team, and then we won the next three series. But that's, yeah. so we always had that thing on our head. Well, you only won because Cooper wasn't there. Yeah. And obviously, it is a factor why you won, but you couldn't give a single shit why. No, you won. I, I don't. I don't. And that was they could have like, put out the Queensland under twenties, and if the Blues had won, they'd <laughs> yeah. celebrate it all the same. Like, yeah. I, and again, I was much more into it at this point. Canberra had a really low ebb and weren't doing anything. So you sort of, I sort of took on the yeah. blues a lot more, you know what I mean? But it's, it's not like that now, and it'll no. never be, it'll, no. it'll never be like that again. Even if the blues lose another and, eight and, in and a row, like yep, I still want yep. them to win, and I'm not like Bungard where I'm a fucking Origin atheist and all that sort of shit. But <laughs> yeah, it, it can, it can never, it can never be like it was again. The and, other weird part of it here is also this credit the Origin coach this period, the guy who's like oh, a full time yeah. Origin coach because Mal did it and then Ricky did it for the Blues, yeah. and now we all believe the Origin coach thing is a thing. But it feels like it worked well for those two guys because they're both insanely in love with that format. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the same with with Gus in his second stint. Yeah. as as Origin coach, it, it, it works for those guys, and it works because they under, they understand it. Like Laurie Daly was the coach of this, but I I always felt like Laurie Daly was they were trying to make him like Mal, yeah. like a man manager that can inspire the boys and all that. Yeah. But Laurie, Laurie, like I love Laurie to death. Everybody knows that, but he just doesn't have what Mal has. You know what I mean? And I, I always felt like Laurie Daly was picked as coach because he would just take the team that the selectors gave him. Particularly, yeah. like There's, there's one moment you know I, mean? I remember so vividly. It was on like Fox, Sport, Fox League after like a Monday night game or something. And he's almost in tears defending his selection of Kurt Gidley on the bench. Yeah, I remember that. He, he's getting hammered by someone. I think it's Greg... Al- it couldn't be Greg Alexander. I can't remember who it was, but... Someone's hammering him for picking Kurt Gidley, and he's just almost in tears, being like, "Kurt Gidley is an Origin player. I yeah. stand by this team." And it was yeah. just like Laurie Daly is a a really really nice fellow. Oh, he and a is really a lovely, genuine fellow. I've spoken and, to him, and he, but, he's, but I I I don't think he was much of a coach. And and you can see that in the way this team plays. Like, let's not kid ourselves. It was like Stone Age goddamn football. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't. It wasn't like the weapons they had yeah. weren't swords. They weren't hammers. They weren't formed. They were like clubs. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. They couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't take Queensland down unless they clubbed them to death. Yeah. But, but this it, is also, other thing with this though, we've got to get onto there is also why I think it's changed for me. Origin after after the greats go, obviously it's going to change. But the last two series for me, it doesn't feel like the guys going on the field for mine have been frothing at the mouth to play Origin for a week. Like, you know, this period had that thing that the teams hated each other. They went out there, Gallon and Farrell on some form of juice, hate juice or whatever. They were going nuts. They yeah. stepped up. Hoffman was angry for the first time in his life. <laughs> like, that happened. Whereas the last two series, I just felt like the, the Queensland boys were just playing another game. They yeah. weren't playing Origin. That's interesting. I know that... that you reckon that comes from them losing Mel? Mel and just a bit of the group. Like the whole core's kind of gone, but I, I have not so. had that frothing anger from that team the last two yeah. or three years. And I feel mm. like for me... I, I, I know it's already gone at this point, but I also think the punching rule being removed also helped like, sort of take the fire out of the Origin... <sighs> Rivalry a little bit, maybe. Mm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure about that. I, see, I would have thought that the no punching rule would actually make it get worse, like make it get angrier. Because if you punch on and you fight like that, kind no, because there's a few times in this kind game, of releases, like, especially that after that, that kind of releases, the end where that the kind of releases come the pre- together. That, yeah, but like a punch on kind of like releases yeah. the pressure. This game, I think, is a good example of that because it just keeps building and building and building all through the game. 
You know what I mean? And then by the end, Thurston just cracks. If he'd just been able to punch the shit out of Josh Reynolds in the 25th minute, we probably it. we probably don't get there. Mm. Yeah. But that's interesting. It's interesting that you say that, Mitch. I wonder if it's because the Blues don't have players like Gallon and Farah that inspire that yeah. hatred. Because we're, like it, it was always it was always sort of sold as oh yeah the hatred's back in origin. Gal's here and he hates the mm-hmm. Queenslanders. But also but the Queenslanders really, team, I don't really, believe in either. Yeah, you know? but like the but like Gal hated the Queenslanders, and that made the Queenslanders hate him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's no one in the in the Blues right now that's kind of like that. The closest is probably Trell, and like because like you think about the Trell Chambers, Chambers battle yeah. and all yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. But even that wasn't quite the one quite the same. No, I don't know. And, and it's I, an interesting yeah. thing. And I believed in worse Queensland teams than the previous one. I believed in days when Travis Norton and Paul Bowman, John Buttigieg were like just walk up starts to that team. I believed in those guys. But the last couple of years, I just the team goes out there. And I haven't got the faith in that and that team lifting to that certain level. Like Moses Embiid, like, oh, yeah, I'm really excited yeah. for him and Corey Norman. Corey Norman. I, I, I know, like Blatchy's Blues and stuff is bigger than ever. But do you think people are as passionate about Origin yes. now as they were ten years ago? Me and you aren't. I think it's I think it's bigger now. I don't think they're more passionate. It's, I agree with funny. that. It's I agree funny. with that. It's funny. It's almost like, it, it felt like Origin got bigger and more intense every year that the streak went on. I agree. 100%. And I, I don't. I, think this I was don't just know. This big release of pressure. Yeah, I don't know. And as why. you said, you said it yourself. Like you were at this point. Yeah, yeah. A man. huge Blues fan, and you still are, but you don't care as much. You didn't care anywhere near as much about winning the series in 2019 as you did in 2014. No, not at all. Like oh, like until until the Raiders. Um, Beat South and made that made the grand final. Wait, that, this was this was probably like in terms of like mm. nights at the footy. This was probably number one. Yeah, this was probably number one. Which yeah. which which would would never happen now. You no, know? I just don't think it could. Okay, and so this yeah. Um, do we want to go through our awards? But to say, I want to say, just before we move on, I want to shout out, this is like, Nate Miles actually had a really good game in this. I hated his origin career from like 2016 onwards. He was Queensland's best forward for mine because Scott only played the f- first 20-odd minutes. Lehman came off the bench and was average for about 20 minutes. And the rest of the edge guys were shuffled around the rest of the game. They didn't really get their hands on the game. I thought Miles was really good in this game. Yep. And the Blues, as you mentioned earlier, Hoffman was an absolute standout. And that's great. a guy who, I've, as a Queenslander, I always love when you picked him because I never rated him. Fantastic game. Bird was awesome. Watmo, man, what's going on there? Like- Watmo... <laughs> See, I had I, I remembered from the game what my playing really well, and then on replay, mm. whoa, oh. Jesus, he's terrible. He's bad, <laughs> he's and the terrible. Botox is bad. Yeah, the Botox man. is really no, bad. No, like good. this was the first, like because I hadn't, because like watching it back yesterday, I was like, I barely recognised him because yeah, he I just know. has so much Botox. Well, good, eh? Anyway, so we have our three awards. Uh, if anyone hasn't listened to our first greatest games episode, go back and listen to it. It's quite good. Campo thoughts? I really, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank I you. really enjoyed it. Yeah, Shouts but, uh, to Matt Warburg. Yeah, the 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 in, in honor of Braith and Asta, the Braith Award for the standout uh, player, uh, best play, best play. Sorry, so it's got to be Trent Hawkinson. Yeah, play. it's got to. be I mean, we can't even do nominations for this. This is dumb it's, to opt yeah. to choose anything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is almost as Braithy as the Braith itself. You, you <laughs> could almost try and claim the the try saver on Thigh Day. But it's a good moment, yeah, but, but this it's, is... It's okay, um, yeah. And so the Paul Carriage Award. There's a couple of nominees, but I think you've got to go with uh, Mitch's boy, DC. Yeah, it's Cherry. Well, it's Cherry because he's never... In your eyes, he's never recovered from it, has he? No, I, I know he's in the... Again, that's why I typically believe in the current Queensland team. He's, he's the, the captain, captain of the bloody thing. And he still runs sideways and still avoids a big moment in origin for mine. And for me, he he had the biggest Barney of, a, of Queensland here. And I actually think Thurston and Slater are pretty close they're behind close. him. They're real close. Because the standard set for them is much higher than the standard set yeah. for DCE. But again, this is a kind of an easy game for us to pick this. It has to be DCA. And the Todd Carney Award for storyline. I mean, the La- Alfie Langer Award. <laughs> How do you... 
Again, well, this kind of this kind of this kind of does it like the, the, the it's the whole thing. Like it's got to be the whole ending, the whole like the, the, the the Undertaker. This is, is, it, this is yeah. Brock Lesnar beating the Undertaker. Basically. Is, is, is it there? Yeah, it's con- is it the post match celebrations? Like I think how it's, much I th- it means to Gallon. No, no, no. I, I genuinely think it's uh, the because. All right, so I mean, if people don't know this, I know, I didn't see this game live because I was in Brazil for the World Cup. So I this yesterday and today was the first time I watched this game in full. But I have obviously seen the last ten minutes a million times, and the most for me, the standout moment is Hayne standing on that fence. Yeah, fist yeah, bumping. So I think cool. that has to be the moment that most people associate with this win. Maybe. I think well, that's that. maybe there's not a moment because like it's just sort of been right, lost. Right, but this, in this the, particular award has ether. to have a moment. No, I understand so, that. So you can get all philosophical later. <laughs> I, so I think <laughs> like, it's a post match. It's what I think. I think yeah. it's. I think it's Hayne standing. There's a the really, there's a really face. nice moment in the post match where Gallon, Farah, and Bird, who were like the three guys during the streak, the three guys that always, always, always got picked, where they all come together and they're hugging and I think they're crying and all that sort of thing. And then Trent Merrin, who's been there for two minutes, comes over and tries to jump on top and get around it. And they they pretty much just push him off. Oh, poor Trent Merrin. Like, late shout out to Greg Bird, who was so, so good in this game. Mm. Yeah, he was. Um, but that's... Um Problematic take to Problematic have these days. Yeah. It's not. Greg he was admitting he had a good game, I, and I was a Greg Bird guy early on. But just yeah, you just couldn't, you just couldn't stay one. Uh, <laughs> no, you just couldn't. I, mean, I tell you, I tell you on, what, like they all since talk- early on, a young Matt Bungard at age twelve stood in a freezing cold Aussie stadium on a Saturday night, yeah. watching Greg Bird knee Shane Martini in the head, knee for no him reason. in the head like he was Anderson Silva. So you went, like, so, so he you did everything. He did everything but put him in the double. Been off tie. him. Been off him since day one. <laughs> I tell you, man, it's interesting. Like you watch Birdie playing in the middle, and like you see the guy. Now, like Vic Radley and Cam Murray and all that, and they're all talking about, oh yeah, little lock forwards are back. Bird's almost like the prototype for that. I know yeah. he played a lot of second round, a lot no, of I think that's eight, fair. but like the the stuff that he does in this game, like a lot of stuff at first receiver, late footwork at the line, like being able to stand up fellows who are much bigger than him, mate. Like the, a, a big part of the genesis of what's going on now, where like Radley and Murray and all them sort of starts with Birdie. Yeah, yeah. And hell so, of a player. Okay, and, and before we before we wrap this one up but we just saw a little bit about sort of what happened to Trent Hodkinson after this because yeah, his, well, his 2014 in a bottle is just such a such a bro, it's, it's such a it's nice not, story yeah I know but like even by the end he plays in the grand final he's co-captain he shouldn't have played he wasn't fit he couldn't do a thing no and then by the middle of 15 the, the, the interesting thing here always is that Reynolds and Hodkinson weren't retained for game 1 2015 the Blues lose game 3 32 to 8. Hilariously, Queensland scored more points over the course of the series than the Blues did. I always liked that. Mm. But the Blues won the series, obviously. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Remember how the Blues won that series? I do. Anyway. so Well, no, sorry. don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> He's got you. He's done you. He's done it. That's, we're good. So yeah, anyway, yeah. so then game one 2015, it's Pierce and Honko in the halves because Reynolds just completely disintegrated like they just they just they just couldn't pick him that's how badly he was that's how badly he was playing yeah and Queensland made some good choices they bought in Josh Maguire and Cooper Cronk kicked the field goal (laughs) yeah yeah and then Hodko ends up playing in the 52 to 6 game and then he he's he's shipped out from the dogs at the end of that season I remember the Knights and everything just kind of Peters out the highlight of the 52 6 game was me me and Mitch were watching it with our with our Roosters fan Dean Robb and ardent Mitchell Pierce defender like like to the point where like Right or die, Mitchell Pierce guy. Who, of course, as soon as he left, spun on a dime and said he was never good, like every other Roosters fan did. But there's the moment where Greg Inglis scores in that 52 to six game. What's the big fend on? And he goes, "None of the tries has been Pierce's fault." So we pick up the remote and rewind to that moment and made him watch it like five times. Awesome, cop that, dude. The 2015 game was like the Blues returning straight to Type Two by like they picked that, Josh Jackson at lock. Yeah, they lose the first that, game. That, they drop down. That, that was the whole thing. The whole thing of like trying to to rough Queensland up and and. It, try and stop them instead of being proactive. Mm. 
one side of it is this where it happens and and you win and all that but then queensland realized that they're not if once queensland sort of realized oh shit like if we just move the ball around a lot and if we just go to our big our big guns out here we can do them and that's exactly what happened like this this whole era of the blues trying to stop queensland and not being proactive that yeah. should have ended when Queensland put 50 on them, because that is the most embarrassing shit I've ever seen in, a, in an Origin game. And nearly everyone who played in that game should have had that card, no, their card marked yeah. forever. But it, that the, the whole thing didn't really change until Freddie came in mm. in 18 and decided to run and gun a bit and take some chances on dudes. And, what a shock. Yeah, and, and now he's won two series So you're saying trot. Damien Cook is the reason the Blues are good? He's a, he's a big part of the reason. He's a big part the of the 2015 reason. 2015 series, by the way, they picked Josh Dugan at fullback over James Tedesco, who was killing it at the Tigers that year. It's I remember that. And that then in 16, they picked Moylan in games one and two yes. over Teddy. And people agreed with that. I remember. Yeah, I know. I had Moylan, was not us. But that's, but that's what the people. Blues do. Like, if, like, for example, Hayne has his great season in 09. Game one, 2010. The fullback for the Blues is not Jared Hayne. It's Kirk Idley. Like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, anyway I mean, and then that, so Hodko goes up to the Knights after that, after 15, and... Like, Hodko did a lot of great things off the field at the Knights. Um, like, this Browning on a podcast last year, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's, clear, he's clearly a really good dude, but his career was just kind of at a different point, and it all sort yeah, of petered out. And popped up at Manly last couple of years. Popped up at Manly, nice. and popped up at Cronulla <laughs> and all that. And there's, one, there's one game that I remember very vividly, where the Knights played the Bulldogs down at um, Belmore. And the night, I think it was 17, so the Knights were pretty, it was still pretty terrible. And Moses and Bai caught a rebound and ran 80 metres to score, and really late in the game to level it up and then Holland It was 2017 Do you know why I know? Why? Because it was the same day Robert Whittaker won the That's right it was the, Yes it was Yes um, And then anyway then there's a snafu off the the Knights go for a short kick off there's a snafu they get a penalty and it's about 35 metres out right on the sideline yep. and when it happened I thought well yeah Hodka will take this Hodka's not scared of anything Yeah Hodka will take the he'll take the shot when the game's on the line no worries this is what Hodko does this is what they pay him to do this is why he's here Hodko doesn't take the kick he gives it to Brock Lamb. And it was so bad too. And Brock Lamb shanks at something horrible. And you can tell when he's lining it up. Brock, like I'm a big Brock Lamb guy. I'm a big Brock Lamb guy. But you could tell when he was lining it up, he wasn't going to kick it. Like he just didn't look confident That's in it. it at all. And when that happened, I was so sad because it was like this was this was Hodko. This yeah. is the the, the the origin hero who, <laughs> when there was so much on the line, he didn't hesitate to to try and do something. But in but he just he just kind of lost it. For those just playing, lost wondering it. what a Rob Whitaker is, I believe he makes Whitaker's chocolates. He does. And they won, <laughs> You're right. And they won some um, competition but that day. I, <laughs> I, I think I think when the chat starts, Bungard's huge on the chocolate. Yeah. On like the local chocolate. <laughs> scene. I think, I think um, when the chat pivots to Robert Whitaker and Brock Lamb, I think that's probably time to start. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can leave it. there. Are we going to do like the <laughs> so, greatest fights where you? and me just talk about Whitaker Romero forever? Ah, uh, bro, remember when Whitaker fought Romero? Dog, Which so time? Good. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they were both awesome. And Romero, I believe that's what makes a Ferrero <laughs> Rocher. Correct. That's right. Romero no, he's a, he makes horror movies. <laughs> that's it. Um, yep. Final shout-out, by the way. Daniel Tubo playing one more Origin like in 2015 was a disgrace. He, how he's not played Origin again, I don't know. It's, he's it, a much better player than he was when he played then. And, it's, and he never it's, got back yeah. here. So strange. And you would think he would because he's on like a big glamorous He's on a team, team that, that often gets people and... picked who don't deserve well, it. Well, I know, I know, I know last year they tried to pick him for Australia at the end of the year and he said no I want to stick with Tonga so yeah, big, ups, big ups for that well there, it took an hour and seven minutes but Nick Camden got a Tonga mention in hey. so good job by you <laughs> buddy uh, alright so that's it for our greatest games Um, if you liked it let us know leave a review and feel free to uh, get in touch with us and if talk you about didn't any... like it well yeah, yeah. Can, uh, we'll send Camp around he can drop a Jonathan Thurston elbow on your face <laughs> um, and yeah so feel free to get in touch and talk, uh, throw out any games you might want us to do in the future um and with that, Nick Hampton 
say goodbye and thank you for coming. Do you want uh, anything you want to plug? There's not much footy to talk about, but uh, you've written a, you wrote a, uh, you've writ. a writ. Yeah, I done, I done writ a thing. I done, I done, <laughs> I write done a, a writ. Done write a bears thing. Um, yeah, I wrote a really long bears thing that, ca- that came out. It's four parts. Came out in December of last year. Um, if you're a rugby league fan, if you enjoy this show, if you enjoy my stuff particularly, please check it out. It's really, I'm really proud of it. I worked really hard on it. Um, and in these troubled times when we don't know when the footy's coming back. We have to go um, back. To we have to footy. go. We have to go back. Which you know, I'm fine with. But like, it just it just really helps if you click on my stuff and if you subscribe to the telly and all that. So, I feel like I believe the telly's free for two yeah, it's free. Weeks. No, it's free for the next. It's free for the next. Stuff or is it everything? I think it's everything. It okay. should be free for the next 28 days. So you've got no more. Well, the Herald's no free for all time if you open it in an incognito window, which everybody knows, unfortunately. Because we yeah, just haven't so, fixed like, that. I, I don't have anything specific to plug um, other than Campos Classics, which will be out every Friday. Now it's replacing Campo's Corner. I had the first one on Friday where I looked at the 2005 prelim between the Cows and the Eels. I'm kind of ripping off the idea for this podcast, but just doing more obscure games. If this so. is anyone but Steve Allen, you're stealing my bit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like if you just see my stuff, if you see something that's got my name on it, please click on it as much as you can. I'll still be putting out stuff. The funniest part is, by the time people hear this, they'll have heard you make these exact plugs for other times. So that's good. Well, yeah, no, but... You- you got to boost the brand. It's you do, true. and they are, and they are, and and the bear stuff, especially, is definitely worth your time. I thoroughly recommend reading it, especially now when you can do it without giving them any money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's thirty-five thousand words, so carve out a bit of your self-isolation. If you can't read it in the two weeks while it's free, down. print it all off. Don't don't give them. This. <laughs> no, print it all off. Keep it forever. If you see me, I'll sign it for you. That's true. He will. All right. Say goodbye, Cambo. Yeah. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Cambo. Blues.